You are listening to Books Are My People, a podcast for book lovers with book news, recommendations, and ruminations on living a literary life in Los Angeles. This is episode 93. Happy New Year! I'm so happy to be back talking about books. For any new listeners out there, I'm Jennifer Calogaris, your host, author, creative writing instructor, and voracious reader. I hope you all had a wonderful winter break. I know there's been a ton of weather across the states. Los Angeles has gotten more rain than I've seen in a really long time, and I absolutely love the rain, so I'm not complaining about it, but I did get some photos from my friend on the coast of Northern California who had to drive around with a chainsaw in his car cutting away trees that had fallen on the road. So I'm glad we don't have that situation going on. I have a little winter cold, so I'm recording this podcast as close to the air date as possible so I sound less sick. But luckily, I was not sick when I recorded today's bookish guest, so you only have to put up with this nasal voice for a little bit. We had a nice winter break and took a road trip with our two kids and our two dogs up north to Sonoma County, which is prime wine country, although I really didn't drink too much wine. We rented a house on a winery and the dogs were so happy to have such a vast, open, unleashed space to run around. We went for long walks and visited a bunch of friends up there. The boys, of course, wanted to go ice skating and the Charles Schultz rink was just so charming, replete with a Snoopy topiary and twinkle lights and Charlie Brown jazz music playing. I read a total of four books over break, which was quite productive considering my New Year's resolution was to read less. And I have everyone reading Octavia Butler's Kindred, and by everyone I mean my husband and four of my friends, but it's a good excuse to host a little book club dinner to discuss it. I really wanted to read it ahead of watching the new series on Hulu, which I have yet to find time to do. Has anyone out there seen it? You can email me and tell me at booksaremypeople at gmail.com. And I realized in my haste on the last episode, I completely forgot to include the intro music. So sorry if that was confusing. December felt like one big brain fart. I'm heading to Las Vegas for my 17-year-old's hockey tournament, so that should be fun because what could go wrong with a gaggle of 17- and 18-year-old boys in Las Vegas? We did watch some shows over break. We watched the Norwegian show A Storm for Christmas about passengers trapped at the airport in Copenhagen, and I thought it was fun, and I really, really want to go to Norway. I've never been. We watched the new Matilda the Musical, and I thought it was fantastic, and we watched the craziest movie, Triangle of Sadness. Has anyone seen that? I need to discuss that with someone. It was wackadoo. And then we also started watching Wednesday on Netflix. It feels like the offspring of Riverdale and Heathers. It's jauntily macabre. And now it's time for some bookish news. I don't have a ton of news. The inmates at the Orléans Serrant Penitentiary Center gathered to discuss this year's French novels and pick a winner. They are part of a new government-sponsored literary prize, the Goncourt Détenus, chosen by incarcerated people. The prize went to Sarah Joyen Fardel for her book Sa Préfère, about a woman struggling with her past relationship with her physically and psychologically abusive father. While there are other literary prizes chosen by incarcerated people, this one is the largest in scope, involving 500 people and 31 prisons. It's been a quiet news cycle, not too unusual for the end of the year and first week of the new year, so that's all I've got for you today. There'll be more next time. And I'm thinking about moving this next segment to 
newsletter subscribers only. So if you want to sign up for my bi-monthly newsletter about bonus books and other bookish content, you can sign up in the link in the show notes, or you can sign up at my author website, jennifercalieras.com, or you can sign up via Instagram by visiting the link in bio. There should be a link tree at the very top to sign up for my newsletter. But I'm going to be phasing out this part of the show starting in February. And that is the books out in the last two weeks that I am super excited about and upcoming paperback releases. So the first is Age of Vice by Deepti Kapoor. And this came out, I believe, on January 3rd. And I've been hearing about this book everywhere. I'm sure you have too. It takes place in contemporary India, where a crime has been committed, and it's supposed to be equal parts crime thriller and family drama. That sounds like quite a wild ride. And again, that's Age of Vice by Deepti Kapoor. Next is The Spare by Prince Harry, Duke of Sussex. This comes out tomorrow. Love him or hate him, you can't deny that he has his side of his royal story to tell. He's been on the interview circuit lately, spilling the tea on the drama he dishes in the book. And with my upcoming road trip, I'll be listening to this one on audiobook on the way to Vegas, because why not? And that is The Spare by Prince Harry, Duke of Sussex, and his ghostwriter. Actually, one of the most amazing parts about this book is that he's donating all of the proceeds to charity. Now, out in paperback is The Club by Ellery Lloyd. This is about the home group, which is a collection of celebrity members clubs located all over the world where the rich and famous can party and be pampered. But the best one is Island Home, just off of the English coast. But behind the scenes, tensions are at a breaking point and everyone has something to hide. This is a mystery slash thriller. And again, that's The Club by Ellery Lloyd. Next, also out tomorrow, is The Dream Builders by Andrilla Mukherjee, and this is about Manika Roy, who returns home to India after having lived in the U.S. for years in order to mourn the loss of her mother. This book looks at class divisions, gender roles, and survival stories, as well as the ways in which small towns continue to be increasingly Americanized, and that's The Dream Builders by Andrilla Mukherjee. Also out tomorrow in paperback is How High We Go in the Dark by Sequoia Nagamatsu. This takes place in the future, it's 2030, and here a grieving archaeologist travels to the Arctic Circle to continue the work of his recently deceased daughter. They're studying the melting permafrost, which includes the perfectly preserved remains of a girl who seems to have died of an ancient virus. This is a pandemic novel, so of course the Arctic Plague gets unleashed. And again, that's How High We Go in the Dark by Sequoia Nagamatsu. Also out tomorrow is I Came All This Way to Meet You, Writing Myself Home by Jamie Attenberg. This is a memoir. You may recognize her name because she's written a lot of novels. All This Could Be Yours, All Grown Up, and The Middle Steins. Um, But in this memoir, she talks about her life as the daughter of a traveling salesman in the Midwest, and her wanderlust also leads her across the country and eventually throughout the world, where she explores issues of mortality, otherworldliness, and what we leave behind. It's a fantastic memoir for people who like to read about writers' lives and people who like a good book about a road trip. And last but not least, in paperbacks out tomorrow is Nita Prose's The Maid. 
This is about Molly Gray, who's a maid at a hotel who's on the spectrum. I don't even think that that's ever clearly defined in the book, but she struggles with social skills and misreads cues. And her grandmother, who took really great care of her and kind of bridged the gaps that she had, has recently passed away. And so Molly is really struggling on her own, and she ends up in the middle of a murder mystery when one of the hotel guests is found dead in his bed. This was a really fun, fast read that I have talked about on a previous episode, and that is The Maid by Nita Prose. Again, if you want more recently released and paperback release news, sign up for my brand spanking new Books Are My People newsletter. And now I'm so excited to introduce today's guest. Annie Long Sullivan is a super reader who has had her nose in a book since 1975. Annie merged her passion for books and her natural ability as a connector when she founded So This, a virtual book club with benefits. Annie is a morning person, a Capricorn, and an eternal optimist. She has a love-hate relationship with living on Long Island, New York. Annie is happiest when she's crushing her TBR pile and hanging at the beach with her four, usually great kids, and one very naughty miniature schnauzer. Hello, we are officially recording Coast to Coast this morning. Welcome, Annie. Thank you so much for having me. This is such an honor. I am also a podcast super fan, so it's so thrilling to be on the other side and not just a listener. Oh, yay. We love when we have fans on the show. And happy early new year, because even though it's still December while we're recording, this will be the very first Books Are My People podcast episode of 2023. So we are... starting things off with a bang and a book club leader extraordinaire to get everyone motivated to do all of the reading you all want to be doing during the new year. So Annie, you are the founder of the book club. So this. So tell us the impetus behind forming a book club as well as how the book club works. So I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I have always been interested in business. So I sort of stewed on the idea of I love to read. I love community. Is there a way we can smush these two together? And so this book club was born. When did you know that you were a bookish person? So funny. I can't remember not reading. My mom said I could read before I went to school. So she (laughs) was on the young side for my class, but she rushed me off to school because she was like, this kid could read. But I do remember having such fond memories of our elementary school library, like visceral, like 360, the smell, the feeling, everything that that was just my happy place where I felt comfortable. Even when I see pictures now, I just get like, feel so much of the love and shout out to all the amazing librarians out there. Um, And I think kind of clicking into something I loved and then having like a special safe place for it was really when it hit me. Library was my favorite subject in school as well as I'm sure it was for many bookish people, but I totally remember our librarian, Mrs. Passamanic, Ms. Passamanic, and then she left the school to marry a senator. And I was so sad, like my special friend left. But for me, it was a way to sort of socially acceptably be an introvert, because if you had a book in your hand, you didn't have to talk to anyone. For sure. I was just somewhere there was a um, was like an etiquette tip. And they were saying, you know, to tell it was more for teenagers, um, you know, if you're in a situation where you wouldn't you would take a you wouldn't take a book out, don't take your phone out. So like if you're sitting at a dining table with people, I'm thinking, well, for me, that might not be a fair comparison. Because I would take a book out almost anywhere. 
Tell us about one of your favorite reading or discussion experiences in your book club. Sure. We, there have been so many, it's, it's hard to pick. Uh, but I would say we recently read Trust by Hernan Diaz and had, it was our book club pick. And then often what we do, not always, we always chat about the book, but often we have the author on. So we had chatted about the book and then we were, were lucky enough to have Hernan um, join us. And it was really, it was challenging. It, it's a, I don't know if you've read it yet. I know it's on your radar, but it's a challenging book. It's real English major books. So just, I wanted to make sure that I had the basics of the book and the structure down and, um, you know, kind of leading the conver- the conversation in a way that was also engaging, got into some of the questions of the book and just, he ended up being so lovely, couldn't have been nicer. So it was a real challenge for me to lead the conversation. I also found as the moderator of the book club, the book, it's a little bit tough in the beginning. So just sort of encouraging the members of the group to keep going, to keep reading, trust, trust me, stay with me. This, this picks up and gets good. So it was a real challenge, but a good one. I love that book. That was one of my favorite reads of this year. I did recommend it on the show and it's challenging because it has a really interesting uh, narrative structure. It's broken down into four different sections and each section is told from a different point of view, um, from a different perspective, using a different narrative form. And each section sort of dismantles the section that came before and so it's it's almost like peeling back these layers of an onion. It's a fantastic book if listeners haven't read it yet. So what titles are you excited about reading next? This time of year, short stories sort of pair up with my short attention span. So I am reading that. And then in January, we're going to be uh, reading All Signs Point to Paris, which is a memoir by Natasha Sislo, who's a fellow L.A. person. She also lives in L.A. And I'm looking forward to that. It's really uh, fun and interesting and sort of an um it's just it's, it goes down easy which sometimes after the holidays you want a little bit of that too so I'm really looking forward and she's actually going to join us and chat with us in, in January so I'm looking forward to that oh that's great I haven't heard of that title yet so I'm putting it on my to read list how can people sign up and join in the fun yes so if you are a reader or really in January we're going to focus on you know it's that New Year's resolution season so people that want to read more you, if that is on your radar, you can go to so this is a website.com. So, so this is a website.com, and you've got all the information on the book club there. And it's a monthly membership, like your Peloton or your gym, and you just click join and you're in for the month. And we have uh, a website where you almost it looks sort of like the like the front of Facebook where you can engage with members. There's also an app. So we have all kinds of good stuff. If you want to hop in, pop in and join us and see what we're all about. And can you actually hop in just? For a month, if you, you know, like the book that you're reading and then hop out, or is it a, an annual membership? It's a monthly membership. And I do have a lot of people that just, you know, get busy with life and are going to do a month. And then a lot of people take the summer off or have kids applying to college and it's a busy time. So you can pop in and pop out as it, as it suits you. That sounds fun. I really want to check it out. We are now going to move on to book recommendations. Annie, we're going to have you start off with your first pick. This is so exciting. This is my personally my favorite part of the podcast. So I love it. It's so fun to be here. I am a New Yorker, but a big part of my heart is in LA. So each of the books that I picked actually have some connection to LA. The first one is the one that we are going to be reading in the book club in January, which is All Signs Point to Paris by Natasha Sislo. 
It's about a single mom who goes through all the things that seem to be horrible at the time and are horrible, divorce, bankruptcy, death. And she gets this astrology reading that there is a soulmate out there for her that was born on a certain date in Paris. And even though it seems like the wackiest thing at the time, she actually travels to Paris to find him. It's about destiny, love, relationships, romance, and it's a memoir. So it's a true story. It's super fun. It's an easy read. First book is All Signs Point to Paris by Natasha Sislow. My first pick is The Things We Do to Our Friends by Heather Darwin, which comes out January 10th. And this is also sort of a, a faster read for January, meeting your book goals. And it is set in Scotland. I was there once for New Year's in 1997. It was a fun place. It was a very cool place. And I would like to go back in the spring or summer. Anywho, it's 2005 and Claire is studying in Edinburgh, hoping for a fresh start and also hoping to run away from her past, ready to reinvent herself. Life feels monotonous until she meets the worldly and wealthy Tabitha in art class and is drawn to her close circle of friends. It's finally the life she's always wanted to be living. And soon Tabitha's friendship takes Claire down a dark rabbit hole of bad choices, which are always fun to read about. Tabitha needs help with a side project, one that forces Claire to put everything on the line. This is a thriller that takes its tension-filled time before arriving at twists and turns. I especially love the settings in this novel, From Scotland to France. You feel like you've really been transported there. And I love a suspense novel with an academic backdrop. I realize I'm starting my new year off with a dark read, but my second pick will be lighter. Thank you to Random House and Ballantine and to NetGalley for the advanced review copy. And again, that's The Things We Do to Our Friends by Heather Darwin. Annie, what do you have next for us? Next up, I have I Miss You, I Hate This by Sara Saidi, who is another LA-based person. She is an author and a TV writer, and this is actually a YA book, and we could probably do a whole separate episode on why adults could and should read YA books. I've really embraced some in the last year. Um, this book is, it takes place during, it's not COVID, but it's a its a pandemic, so its you may not get PTSD going back, but it is a sort of a COVID-ish type pandemic, and it's about high school seniors, a group of high school seniors, and how this pandemic affects their friendship, their relationships, their families. It's a great read. Uh, if you have a teenager in your life and you're looking for a holiday gift, whether they're a reader or not, I would say get it for them. Or if you were ever a teenager, that would be me. Uh, go ahead and read this book. It took me back to that time and that intensity and how important and intense those relationships were. And then layering a pandemic and a health crisis on that, on top of that, really uh, made it a quite engaging and quick read. So I highly, highly recommend it as a read for yourself or as a gift. It's You, I Hate This by Sara Saidi. I think if you're a parent of teenagers, especially, it's so important to read young adult novels because as you said, it takes you back there. It reminds you why everything is so fraught, why things are so important to them. And uh, yeah, I think it builds empathy between you and your teenager. So my second pick is Backlist. It's one of those books I kept hearing about everywhere. And I think that added to my reticence to read it because that's just how I'm wired. I like the obscure hidden gem of a book. And sometimes books about books tend to 
drive me crazy. However, I received a copy of The Storied Life of A.J. Fickrey in the mail a few weeks ago. I got into bed, I started reading it, and I did not stop until I finished it. It's by the author Gabriel Zevin, and you've probably heard her name everywhere now because of her wildly popular Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, which was out last year. The storied life of A.J. Fickrey is a fast-paced read for book lovers with lots of heart and so many great novel and short story references. I want to go back, reread it, and write all the references down and seek out those short stories and books mentioned in the novel that I haven't yet read. So in this novel, A.J. Fickrey owns Island Books, the only bookstore in town, widowed and a bit of a curmudgeon with a very particular taste in books. He's not interested in what book recommendations Amelia Lohman a recently hired publishing rep has to offer. Without saying too much, something mysterious arrives at Island Books and opens up AJ's heart to the world again. My favorite quote from the book is, you know everything you need to know about a person from the answer to the question, what is your favorite book? And it's recently been turned into a movie, which is currently on Hulu. So this book allowed me to see that I am in fact capable of enjoying a feel-good book. And again, that's The Storied Life of A.J. Fickrey by Gabriel Seven. You've read this one, right, Annie? No, I read Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, and this sounds so good to me. Oh, it's so good, and it's so fast. It's a good January read, because if you're just, you know, coming off of the holidays and you want to get something done quickly, this is a perfect read. It's so funny. I'm the same, like, I was like, I'm not reading Lessons in Chemistry. It doesn't sound like the kind of book I'd like. Everybody, I started it. It's one of my favorite books this year. I don't know why sometimes I fight it because <laughs> I'm like you. I'm like, I want to find that little hidden gem. Sometimes the people are right. <laughs> the books are popular for a reason. Lessons in Chemistry was so funny, surprisingly funny. So good. And I did it hybrid audiobook and regular book. And it was such an interesting way to do it. I think I fell in love with it by the, the audiobook. And then I had to get it back to the library. So then I finished in the hardcover book. So what is your last pick? My last pick is Wildcat by Amelia Morris, who is another LA based author. I think she's actually from the East Coast originally, but lives in LA now. And the way that she writes LA, if you have lived there or have spent any time there is spot on. It's a debut novel. And it just took me back. My kids are now big kids now, but she just nailed that haze of new mom life and having a baby and trying to figure out how you were going to keep this new person alive and who's coming into your life friend-wise and how you're going to continue working and all that good stuff. The uncharted waters of making mom friends, which I don't feel like is covered in that many books and is so such fertile ground. Um, I feel like she did such a good job of that. Is she my friend? Is she my frenemy? Uh, it gets into bucking the narrative, writing, privilege, class, all that good stuff. It's fun and funny and insightful and highly readable. I definitely recommend it. I enjoyed it so much. Wildcat by Amelia Morris. It was such a fun read. I love that book. And it totally brought me back to when my kids were little. And you just, you think that everyone needs to be your friend because they have a baby and you have a baby and therefore you're destined to be friends for life. And you forget that just because you have children doesn't mean you're friends life. for life. For sure. And I have two. It's funny. I was texting one of them. I mean, it's 20 years we've been friends. So I was lucky that I got two out of it. But I look at some of those frogs I kissed in the beginning. I'm like, oh my gosh, they were exactly. Just because we had kids the same age does not mean we have to be friends. 
Well, thank you so much for speaking with me today. I was in a book club in my 20s and we read a lot of great books and had some lively discussions and wonderful food, but it's been a while and I miss the book club feeling or even just that feeling of everyone reading the same thing at the same time. It's very community building and it's so great that you are bringing people together in this way. Thank you so much for having me. This made my day. This is such an honor. And yes, I always say book clubs are the best clubs. So if you're curious at all, check out the website and come join us. And can you tell us one more time where people can find you on social media? Because you are also on Instagram, as I know well. Sure. Um, so this is Annie on Instagram. And I forgot to mention that So This is actually a good part of the reason for our name is that So This is a um, is a goddess. And it means wise woman. So it was very fitting for the women in our group. So so this is Annie is my Instagram. And then so this is a website.com. And I'll leave a link in the show notes to all of Annie's social media accounts. And of course, a link to my bookshop.org store books are my people where you can purchase all of the books we've discussed today. So before we go, what are you going to be reading next? Up next, I have All Signs Point to Paris. It may be January and I'm stuck in New York, but I will be traveling through my book to Paris. And I can't wait to ride along with Natasha on this wild adventure, trying to find out, find her soulmate. I am going to be reading the forthcoming Mame by Jessica George, which comes out in January. And Mame means woman in Twi, which is a dialect of the Akan language spoken in Southern and Central Ghana. Listeners, join Annie's bookish community online, so this, and I hope to see you there. In the meantime, I'm wishing you all a very happy new year, and I hope you all have a wonderfully bookish week. Bye, Annie. Bye. Bye.